0: Welcome to the Better Man Podcast with Ivan and Sumed. This podcast is all about how to be an optimal, conscious man in today's society. Join Ivan and Sumed as they go deep into the rabbit hole of personal growth, mindset, social dynamics, and spirituality. Are you ready to be a better man? Welcome back to the Better Man Podcast once again. With Ivan and Sumed once a
1: motherfucking game. And again, and again, and again. In this episode, we're probably going to be talking about uh, lessons that we've been learning, you know, recently. 2020 has definitely been a year of many lessons and Everyone knows this, right? These are just our own individual life experiences. And yeah. we want to share them with you.
0: Yeah. And when we say lessons, also, it's like through mistakes. Sometimes mistakes become lessons. Not just your mistakes, but people who you've observed make mistakes. So
1: you don't make the same one. Yeah. I mean... Sometimes I, I like making this, making mistakes, you know? It's kind of fun. Mm. Yeah. I think something that I learned this year was just like, was like, stop thinking about it so hard, you know? Mm-hmm. I think a lot, you know? And I'll think about everything really deeply and I'll try to interconnect, <laughs> I'll fucking, I'll try to connect how the reason that Nazi Germany uh, lost World War Two, and that's the reason that right now um, the an- ancestral trauma passed down to me. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> uh, but, you know, recently I had this experience where it was like, someone in my family was like, yo, Ivan, you're making a stupid decision. Like, just join all you have to do is join the family business and you'll be all right. Like, and you will be making a few grand a week. Like, you know, it's just, it's already easy. It's already set up for you. You're being stupid. And I was tempted. I'll tell you straight up, man. I was tempted to be like, ah, you know what? Let me do it then. Let me fucking like, let me go, you know, but then I, I just, I always remember it again. Like I just, I've worked there, I've worked in that environment. I don't belong there. I don't belong there. And I don't need to go back. And for the past few days, I don't know, I, I haven't worked, worked, worked. Like, you know, you'd say you go to a job or some shit. In two weeks, two, three, it's about to be my third week, maybe mm-hmm. even my fourth. I'm, I'm losing track at this point. All of mm-hmm. November, basically, all of November. Um. And, like, I wake up, and I'm, like, upset. Like, I'm, like, I don't have anything to do. Like, what do I move towards? You know, when you don't have anything to move towards, it's very depressing, to be honest. Like, you're, like, yeah. fuck life. You're, like, fuck life, right? Um, But I was, like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to figure this out. I'm going to become a photographer. I like photography. I love photography. I love doing it with people. Mm. Um, I'm damn fucking good. And... and I belong there, right? That serves my highest good. I think it serves my highest good, you know, to be independent in that way. And I did one photo shoot. Um, My friend, it's her graduation. She asked me to do it. And like all my photo shoots, I don't set a price. I just give from my heart and whatever other people can give from their hearts, you know, I'm willing to receive that. And, and I, it's always been people always give me from their heart. People always give me from their heart. They always give me like they pay me well. So I don't know. I don't I mean, I I don't think I'm I'm ever really gonna set a price. Maybe one day, right? I'll mm. be like Kansas the Rapper, you know what I mean? <laughs> what it? Yeah. yeah, man, like
0: I've been doing pay what you like coaching for a while now. And it's, it's really beneficial Because it's like you both put in the amount of effort That you feel like Yeah, like you said, from the heart And
1: Yeah, it's always more fulfilling that way, you know Mm-hmm I don't know, I still feel weird charging people I'm still getting over that Yeah, it's
0: It's a tough hurdle.
1: Yeah, my my root chakra definitely still needs grounding. I was doing a yoga class on Sunday and we were doing some warrior poses and my freaking legs were shaking like hell, like bad. They were like shaking, crazy, crazy. And it was just like, it was just like, uh, and it was just like, it just, it there was so much disharmony in my root chakra that it that my legs were shaking you know and it it was like the the energy was trying to flow down but there's so much stiffness in there right that some a lot of it was bouncing out and it was like it wasn't like allowing for proper you know flow yeah it's
0: basically like the soul anchored, soul anchored into, the into the body so it's kind of a weird idea yeah, right, right. Mm-hmm. it's like it's Trying to embody it down to the earth, mm-hmm. but it also wants to be free.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what the chakras do. Uh, if you send energy from top down, that's manifestation current, because it's because it goes from like thought to like visualization to like speaking about it, you mm-hmm. know. And it just and then the, the further it goes, the way it goes. But then to go up up the chakra system you go towards freedom, Damn. right? Because like the lower, the lower chakras are, they're associated with like earth, water, fire. These are, but you see, you notice in like the higher that you're going already, it's already less materialized, right? It's like less something physical. And the more you go up, it's like thought, consciousness, mm. right? Damn, then that means like the Tai Chi, the tai circle, chi circle
0: is actually a manifestation, manifestation technique because you're taking from the cosmos. And you're bringing,
1: uh, Yeah. trying <laughs> to link two things together. It's all fun to uh, together, dude. It's all linked together. Yeah, I know.
0: Yo, I'm hearing it echo. Do you wanna? Do you have headphones or?
1: I do have headphones. Oh my
0: God. Yeah, you wanna
1: get one real quick. My life flashed before my eyes. Yeah. What What lessons have you been learning?
0: Um so i guess a few lessons are like being able to trust in your craft like being able to trust your instincts in certain situations because when you feel that something is off or something's not right it generally means something and it's generally very protective like for instance um I was in an environment where, you know, a lot of people were partying and stuff in Diwali. And then I could have, you know, I could have kind of uh, gone down a weird path of like drinking too much or like, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, a strange, much more stranger night, stranger path. But I chose not to. And I felt like that was a protective thing because the next day the guy who was drinking a lot he like threw up in front of his parents or some shit the next morning and I was hearing this story and I was like really like he did that but then I was like damn that's like at that moment when I knew like I gotta leave or like I can't have this greasy food or whatever it was that moment where I was like boom like something inside me protected me in that time so like Listening to that voice of protection within, that's a big lesson. It's, like, just trusting in it because it's going to guide you. Sometimes it's
1: not going to guide you, but sometimes it's going to guide you. Mm, that's so interesting because a lot of times, right, so there's, we can say the voice is in our head, right? Yeah. And they throw it out, they're just throwing out options, right? Yeah and it, it it's it sort of feels like it, when if you don't have it, been disciplining your mind or having that communication with your own mind and understanding your thoughts and patterns and frequency yeah. frequency type beat shit then there's a lot of mistrust in your own judgment right yeah. there's a lot, is should i do this should i not do this right that's basically the question that always comes up should i do this not do this right and 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 in a way you i said you already know what you need to do right this is what my tattoo my tattoo says i know what's best for me you know what's best for me i mean you know what's best for you right yeah just it's but there's so much doubt right that whenever you hear the the voice of reason you're like i don't know i don't think so though the voice is telling you what not to do don't do that don't do that right you know it's secretly bad yeah listen trust yourself trust yourself and even if you
0: think it's kind of secretly bad it's going to infiltrate the mind because it's like it's still subconscious but it's like it's still there right it's hidden it's hidden in your mind in some way so you feel an urge or an inkling it's like it's better to trust that gut instinct rather than you know what comes up like that but yeah i noticed that sometimes we have so many different voices in our heads that talk over each other like a chat room on msn they are all nudging each other and shit and <laughs> basically i heard this from vince once and he said that you are exactly where you need to be at that moment to get you the success that you need. Right. And then he also said, it's not your inner critic. It's your inner caretaker at times. And that changed my whole opinion about it. Cause I was like, yeah, why do we call it an inner critic all the time? You know, cause if we're calling it an inner critic, it's becoming the mechanism that constantly criticizes us. But if we understand that voice still trying to take care of us, which it is, basically, it's protective, right? Even our that, ego mm-hmm. is
1: protective. That's 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 exactly what it's trying to do, man. It's literally just trying yeah. to protect you. Yeah. And so when you can look at
0: it as like a kindergarten teacher or like a caretaker or whatever, right? Then it's like you're a lot more kinder to yourself in your own mind. Even if it's saying mean things, you're like, ah, oh, he or she just has a bad day, you know? Instead of it being like, inner critic is off again. <laughs> you know? So, because sometimes when I label it as criticism, I don't listen to criticism. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So unless it's a inner constructive critic, which is weird to say, <laughs> ICC, yo, my ICC is acting up again. Um, unless it's constructive, like we're not going to listen to it. So why not reframe it as the
1: caretaker? You know it's very interesting because you said frame it as as like the caretaker, right? And a lot of times, the people that take care of us are parents, uh, mentors. um, They have like something in mind for us that they want for us, right? Yeah. But sometimes it's just not what is what is more more important for you what's the best option for you right so that there's that mechanism in place uh for for protection for self-protection right so whenever you're in a scenario and and you're having a difficult time making a choice right or you hear your inner critic tell you don't do this or don't do that right Anytime anytime you hear don't do it's like what are you trying to protect? Yeah. What are you trying to what am I trying to protect about myself? What am I trying to protect about myself? Am I trying to protect my my cool demeanor? Am I trying to protect that 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 image of like oh I can do it or that image of I don't need you? Right? That attitude mm-hmm. of I don't need you, am I trying to protect that that aspect of me? Cause I know I, I have that shit all the time. That's the one that comes to me all the time. It's like, well, I don't need you. Fuck you, bitch. I don't need you. I can get somebody else. Yeah. That's, that's fucking, I do it by myself, bitch. You know? Yeah.
0: Like, that's a big lesson for me is like, stop making art for myself. Like just, I, I create art for myself, but then I realize it's not helping anybody else, you know? So start to create an art for an audience instead is like been a big lesson for me like what is like like for instance you know when we act it's like it comes from the word persona right or personality or person it it comes from the word mask so we're all putting on this mask right not really going towards the truth of what we feel and so when i make art sometimes i'm like i'm just doing it because it makes me feel good and that's okay but it's still not gonna impact a lot of people, right? In a sense, so you've got to have a relevance as well with the authenticity. If you just have purely authenticity, pure, people are gonna sense that and feel that. Whoa, this is an authentic guy is kind of cool, kind of weird, but then they're not gonna resonate with that at the same time, you see? So it's like this element of, as an artist, you have a responsibility to also give to other people and like make art for others, not just for yourself. Mm-hmm. And when you make a piece of art, which is like, I'm going to impact a lot of people with this artwork. Just notice the difference, the shift that it makes. Cause it's like, it's, is you're not doing it for yourself anymore, but you're doing it for the betterment of others.
1: Can you give some examples that you, that like specific pieces you're talking about?
0: Yeah, like for instance with my music, right? Um, I've noticed that some tracks I have a lot of references and things that are very personal to me and then people have to sort of ask me in order to like understand what I'm talking about or what this reference or this line means, which mm-hmm. is purely authentic. So I was making those songs primarily for myself because I think it sounds good. And I like hearing it, but still, like it's not going to impact the most amount of people because not everybody is me, right? So I gotta shift something inside of me to be able to. How do I get it out for other people to understand? Like when I start uh, one of my songs, relaxing. You you can't deny that everybody's gone through this moment of relaxing, right? It's like, and it was <laughs> one of my big songs. So, like, the lyrics are like, right place, right time, stars align, the time is right. Like, the, that moment of, like, when you know that this is right, this feels like a right moment, everybody's faced that moment, you know? And so, it's... It's a universal type of music. But again, how however personal it is, the more universal it is at times, too. So, I'm not going to deny that. But, yeah, just... Start making your art for others, not just for yourself as an artist. I think the artist is the the manifester, the creator who can start to give. Um, So if it's pure authenticity, it's not going to reach the most amount of people. You're going to feel good. It's going to gratify you and it's going to fulfill you, but it might not impact as much as you'd like it to. That that's just one lesson that I've learned. Mm-hmm. That if I want my music to go more have more reach, I have to take myself out of that making music for me mentality rather than making music for we mentality.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's it's interesting how how somebody else in another situation, they might feel like well, I've been doing it for myself. I mean, I've been doing it for my yeah, yeah. I've been doing it for myself. No, I'm sorry, I'm trying I'm saying this wrong. Yeah, for I've, others, been, I've been doing it for others, and now it's time that I start doing things for myself. Right? Mm-hmm. So it's just like whatever stage you are in life, like just follow, follow along, keep keep through it. It's like other people are gonna say, give you advice and be somebody's gonna go up to soon and be like, no, soon, like, like do it for yourself, man. Don't do it for everybody, mm-hmm. anybody else. But it's just like that's not the lesson that Sum is supposed to be learning at that moment, right? At that time, so, yeah. So so many times people try to tell us what they think they is best for for us, but really they're just telling us what's best for themselves, mm. right? Yeah. And and a lot of times people get emotional. They get emotional about 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 the, when they're speaking to you or and they're they're talking to you in a, in a you know in a type of way. It is it's just always just like it's like. You're really just like yelling at yourself, or you're crying at yourself, or you you know. It's like those people when they. It also I also happens like when people make jokes, right? And they're like the only ones laughing, and everyone else in the room's like, "Hell, man, that was not a funny joke." Exactly. That's what I mean about authenticity. It's like like they're the only ones laughing at it, and then you're like, "What? What's funny about that, man? What's funny about?" ace you know it's just like yeah. weird as, it's just like weird as hell yeah, yeah. yeah everybody has their
0: own perception of the world mm-hmm. as well and they're at a specific stage of their life so the advice they're giving is for themselves you're right it's like them talking into a a black mirror <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> not like the show cause yeah. that'd be really scary but um it is that it is that basically they're talking to a darker mirror. They're talking
1: to their own shadow. Yeah. That's it, that's, that's what it is. Yeah, I know a lot of times people would be like, yo, you're very, like, aggressive and shit. Well, that's kind of like mm-hmm. the way that I talk. That's kind of like the way that I talk to myself whenever I'm like, yo, get up, do it, go. You know? It's like sometimes it just be like that. But anyway, another lesson that that I, I've learned in uh, recent times is is the is the idea of trying to trying to what are my desires it's just like you mm, know what do, what do one. i add what do i actually want what the fuck yeah. do i want
0: like because like, it does get skewed by culture and media too right it's like oh that's what gary v wants me to do but is that what i want to do but make 60,
1: 60 pieces of content a week. Yeah. Shut the fuck Like, like <laughs> my G, you know, it, it, what does Gary V want for me? You know, it's just like, <laughs> it's just like, I feel I've been this past like week, I've been so confused up until this point where like I decided like I was going to go full on immersion to photography. I was yeah. just kind of like, Oh, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? What do I want? I don't know what I want. I like I had absolutely no idea what it is that I wanted, right? And 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 the crazy thing is, it's like I guess I recently I see a post on uh, some Instagram post, and it's like a Twitter, you know, screenshot type of thing. And and this girl's like, college has taught me that 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 um, I have I have no passion, and my, my passion is. Is to to just you know live in a mansion and and blah 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 and, and like that's how most people feel these days where they're like oh I don't I don't know where I want to pour my energy where I want to pour my love into I do know that I want money I do know that I want sex very nice sex I do know that I want you know a nice house nice car a nice body I know that I want a nice body you know. But it's just like, but what do I want to do as a career, as a life path, right? And of course, me, obviously, I fucking know my life path, everybody. I mean, you know, I'm making these motherfucking videos and podcasts and shit. Obviously, I know what my purpose here on earth is, right? But at, it's like, it's like I'm, I'm so young. I'm so young. I'm currently, you know, 23 years old, you know, and um, to the point where I get to my peak. Right. Where it's like where it's like everything built up for that specific moment to occur type of shit. You know, for me to be at that at the at the top, guiding all these people, you know, building these 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 uh, churches and and religious centers and schools like like it's like, well, right now I'm I'm at the entrepreneur stage of my, my I'd say like. A growing entrepreneur, right? Because I know that I don't belong anywhere, and I need to make my place to belong, right? Yeah. There's no, there's no, there's no fucking place for me. Where the fuck am I gonna go, right? I know I, I absolutely don't fit anywhere, and that's because I need to make my own place. And yeah, and I learned, and something that gave me confidence was, uh, I don't know, this morning I was re- rethinking something that Robert Kiyosaki said in his, in his uh, book. Um, uh, rich dad, poor dad. And and he said that like when he was young, he he was doing a lot of different things. Like like at one point he spent time in the military, right? And at one point he would internship here, 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 here. And he was doing a whole bunch of different things. And he was like, he was like a monk, monkey branching, you know? It, and it was like, oh, yeah. grow here, understand it. And and then at one point he was like the top sales guy. At um for computers at a freaking, you know, like a really big company. I forgot the name, right? And then he 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 quit that job, and then he does something else, does something else, does something else, right? And his and his parents were always like shitting on this motherfucker, on Robert Kiyosaki, right? Right. His his, his dad <laughs> was a literally. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> his dad was a was a Ph.D. Right, Uh, guy, and he was a a teacher, and the dad was always like, "Oh, find a find a find a company, stay with them, you know, your whole life, and retire, you know, with with the money that they get with the pension plan, you know, shit like that." And that's that was that was the mentality of him. But like in his book, he said his dad was broke as hell. His dad died with bills needed to be that needed to be paid, right? So mm. I know that right now I'm in a, like I have to really, really accept this now, right? Otherwise I'm going to keep on struggling for the next 10 years with this, with this aspect. Cause I, I monkey branch all the time. I monkey branch here. I monkey branch there. I'm doing film now. Oh, okay. Now I would work construction. Okay. You know what? Now I'm going to go live in a different country. Oh, now mm. I'm going to open up a, a fucking online store and I'm gonna, and I'm gonna, you know, do drop shipping. Oh, drop yeah. shipping didn't work out. And then I, I'm doing all these different things, right? Oh, oh, I was an actor, doing acting, doing modeling. Oh, da, da, da right. Oh, now I'm an author, right? Now I'm writing books. Oh, now I'm doing a podcast, right? It's just like, there's all these different things. And, and of course, it's like, I, I'm not at the top in each one of these things. And that's the thing that gets me. That's the part where I'm like, I'm not at I'm not like what you would consider successful. like I'm good at it doesn't necessarily mean I'm successful at it, right yeah. because I'm not producing um, you know uh, I'm not generating income, right And that's what you would classify as success in this world is is, is in is, this physical world yeah is the aspect of like can you be safe? Are you safe yeah. right? And I know I'm not going to be safe, safe. And I'm, I'm in a danger zone. I'm in the motherfucking danger zone right now because you know, I'm starting over again. Right. And I'm, and I just have to accept that, that because I'm an entrepreneurial spirit, I'm still learning from, from all these different aspects of life. And when the time comes, I'm going to gather them all together. Mm-hmm. Right. And yeah, everything like will finally make sense. Everything will finally make sense.
0: It does work work like that, bro. It honestly does. Like right now you feel like I'm doing all these random things that don't make sense. But then at a certain point, just all comes together because you're never starting from scratch. You're starting from experience, right? You have all these other experiences that you can Kind of map out and like, you know, overlap together. You know, when I first started working with Joe, I was completely lost, super broke, man, like I couldn't even make his payments. I, I was that broke. I was like, I'm going to pay you a hundred bucks. And then at two months later or something, I'm going to pay you another hundred bucks or something like that was my, like, he was very kind to me during my come up. This was like two years ago, three years ago, maybe. And, you know, I remember I was, I was like a creativity coach and I didn't know what the, I was doing to be honest with you like I was just like yeah I'm a coach I help people you know and I kind of will help anybody in a sense right and I remember one of my first long-term clients that I got was like a guy from my college uh, who reached out to me again because he knew me from that time how I you know made (laughs) it's a weird my my college story as well because I did a lot of stuff from the outside that you would think looks sketchy but mm-hmm. it's actually the least sketchy thing.
1: Eating, eating cactuses, licking frogs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not necessarily that sketchy, but it was like me building a cult of guys, basically. Oh, yeah, you did. Uh, you did build a cult. Uh, and, well, it was, first of all, a fight club. Shellism toads, shellism I shellism toads and that became a youtube page called shellism tones exactly which is which is strange that how that got a 1000 like followers all of a sudden but that was all from an instinct you know what i mean like this internal thing telling me like go for it just do it it never made sense to me you know and i know mm-hmm. it was never like oh yeah let's start a fight club and, and it's going to be called shellism and then you know we'll start a cult and then then we'll mm-hmm. start you know a brainwave entrainment page like (laughs) i didn't sit down and plan that shit you know it's just like let's do something fun like it's random we're we're still young you know and so yeah i think that what you were saying uh what was your what was your lesson you would say that is that like keep monkey branching is that what you would say was your lesson in that story you gave um uh my
1: lesson was that I know I'm following an unconventional path and I'm going to be constantly criticized and shamed by, by people who I love. Right. And I have to learn to just just be fully okay with that, be fully okay with not being as, as materially wealthy as I would like to be, but I know that I'm going to be, I'm going to be tenfold, hundredfold richer than than these people that tell me that they know what's best for me. When really I I know what's best for me. That's the lesson. Yeah. 100%.
0: Also not taking advice from people who haven't gone that gotten there themselves. I think that's a big one too. It's like your your parents aren't really like Uh, I don't know about your parents, but my parents aren't like super business people, you know, Mm -hmm. they're not like, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. Steve Jobs type of people. They're they're in the they've always constantly been doctors and that's their expertise and they can build up their practice and Mm -hmm. they're good at that. But for running a profitable business, like it's quite difficult. You know, and I've seen it's my different. mom it's different. start start the business, you know, where she was doing five different things at once and struggle with that, then having to refine it down to that, to what she does best, essentially. Like, she, she also thought she could do everything at once. I'll have a cafe, I'll have a fitness center, I'll have this, you know, and it's nice to dream that way. But then it doesn't work out based on maybe the environment or the location. Let's say if you move to Japan right now, maybe you blow up. You don't know that because in a different context, right? It could always have a different outcome. We just don't know. So yeah, I I still going back to that thing of like, you know, what if you needed this moment right now for you to succeed later on? Like, Mm -hmm. you know, and years later, you're looking back, thinking like damn i remember that time where i you know i was i was in the danger zone and you know i was going through this time but then i made it out like that always inspires me you know because i think always back to the book um what was the book man's search for meaning victor frankel
1: don't right, where he great book to be honest
0: yeah where he's like walking and he can't walk anymore and he's like, oh, man, like he's in the concentration camp, right? And he's just breaking down. And he, he has this vision where he's giving a lecture years into the future. Mm-hmm. And he gives that same lecture years later. So it's like he's, he future projects in that moment of suffering and pain. And that's what I do at times. When I feel pain, I'm like, this is going to get better. Or I change the images in my mind to help me. Rather than distract me. Yeah. Because if I'm running on the treadmill and I'm focusing on the fact that I have flab on my stomach, that's not inspiring, bro. You know? It's like, yeah, it's there, whatever, right? But if I'm running on the treadmill and I'm imagining, like, I have a chiseled six-pack or whatever, like, that's giving me a purpose yeah. and a mission.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's giving me more, like... Uh, it's giving me horse blinders, right? It's, like, almost, like, mm-hmm. a target. Mm-hmm. And then from there, it's, like, even if it sounds like a superficial target, it's still inspiring in that moment, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, like, it just puts you in a different kind of vibe when you when you yeah. know what you
1: want. Yeah. And, like, but The cool thing about- is, you have the power. The thing is, the power, like you said, you can just change... The way that you're thinking about it or what you're thinking about. Yeah. And sometimes the thought keeps coming back. It keeps coming back. You have to, you have to keep coming back too. You have to keep or or it's just trying yeah. to tell you something about you, right? But I mean, like one time I was on a treadmill and I'm doing I'm running. And I started to visualize that I'm racing a cheetah, right? And that I got that whole pack with me, right? And we're all fucking running, right? Well, well, I mean, do you fucking feel good like that? Definitely. I mean, when you, it's what you think about. It doesn't yeah. even have to be real. It doesn't have to be real because your body acts like it's real no matter what. Yeah. I remember that time you, were, you uh, I was running with
0: you and you ran in front of me and then you told me to run that distance mm-hmm. and you were like, imagine the most like fine, fine ass redhead girl. like at the end of the finish line i want you to run (laughs) sue like i remember that moment and it did help it did help having that image in the mind because it was like it gave me more uh, of an anchor like a purpose uh, or a mission to go towards rather than just run because for the sake of running you know target
1: almost like a target
0: target yeah exactly target's a good word well, yeah, what you were saying about, like, speaking your desires and what you want, that's been a difficult one for me, too. Like, I noticed when I was going through Spiral, I had to do a task, which was, like, write down all your desires, even, you know, non-PG-13 desires. Ooh. <laughs> so, like, I had to write my R-rated oh, desires and stuff. I
1: want to fuck a a kangaroo watch me. <laughs> Why'd you turn into Elvis, bro? Once you said, "Bro, it wasn't me, dog. It wasn't me. I don't. What did I just say? I don't you know." You just, just channeled Elvis. Channeled Elvis, goddamn.
0: I just want to fuck a koala. I
1: just want, I want to fuck a koala Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, they did get very explicit, right? And I was reading this back to this woman and I remember <laughs> her reaction. She was like, whoa, like, you know, she was like, she was like, she was like you know, she, I don't know if she's turned on, but she was like, I really like your world that you go into. It's uh... almost like, it's almost like a sci-fi erotic novel, like place that your mind goes towards. And I was like, thank you. You know, like, because someone accepts my strange fantasies and desires, you know, it does something to the mind where you go, it melts you a bit. It, mm-hmm. There's less resistance, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, writing down your desires, try that out and read it out to someone that you truly trust. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a really big, big thing. It's going to release and shift some things from you.
1: Mm-hmm. And if you don't um, trust anybody, read to your pet.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a good one. Don't hear. Also, this this one idea of like, what do you think pets think of us? And what would you want them to think of you? You know, like, what does your neighbor think of you? What would you want them to think of you? What does your sister think of you? What would you mm-hmm. like her to think of you? You know, these, these concepts are like also great for character work, mm-hmm. where you start to slowly design your character more. Like, what does a stranger in the street think of me now, and what would I want them to think of me? Mm -hmm. Mm. That's very
1: true. That's very true. Because you're looking from different perspectives, right? Anytime you feel weak, watch. Anytime you feel weak, pray to God and tell God. Say, God, please make me the kind of person that my dog thinks I am. (laughs) Hmm. <laughs> Your dog's probably like It's a hero That's a motherfucking hero And all you do is pet hmm. him and feed him He's like that's a motherfucking yeah. <laughs> hero That's awesome Yeah also got his dog backwards So you know. uh, My G Internet fizz <laughs> <laughs> Internet fizz bump I never heard of that um, That's cool there's another lesson that came to my mind, but it, it drifted yeah. away because I started talking about dogs and shit. <laughs> yeah, let me know. Oh, 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 I got it. I got there it. There you go. Oh, wait, what is it? Ah, okay. <laughs> so basically, it was like, so I was, I went and I worked out with a friend of mine, oh. right? And, and there's an exercise that I do where it's like, it's like, it's like a long jump type type of exercise so it's like running but you run and when you when you stride you basically push you push forward like you you know you explode forward right it's not like right it's not regular running it's like it's like boom 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 it's like it's like jumping with one leg one leg one leg one leg one leg, Mm. leg right but i like to do it like I'll jump sideways. I'll jump zigzag, right, and I'll like I'll run zigzag. And and then he he did it too, and he's like, he's like, you know, when you're doing that, like, you really have to use all the muscles in your body, right? And and when when I was watching you do it, right, I I, I just I just saw like the further you went, the bigger you got, <laughs> and and I was like laughing, dog. I was laughing at that shit. It was it was hilarious. It was, like somebody would be like. The, the further you went the bigger you got it was like like bruh <laughs> he's like he's like he's like man i was just looking i was like what the hell are you think it's just getting bigger but the <laughs> the realization he's more was, animated like maybe <laughs> like a like freaking hulk like running into yeah, yeah. getting bigger but <laughs> what i realized was like oh. i was like i was like oh i was like oh yeah i i'm i'm pretty I'm pretty, like big, you know. I'm not like scrawny, you know. I'm I'm well defined, and I'm I'm like you know I'm big, and I like that's that's crazy because it's just like, in a way, I don't have that self image of myself, right? Right. And and the world sees me as more powerful than than I see myself, you know. Like I don't I feel like I feel like. I, I I downplay like myself so much, you know, like I'll be like, humans, yeah. I'll be like, oh, a book. Yeah, I wrote a book. I mean, everybody can write a fucking book. You know what I mean? Everyone can get it, you know, published and get on Barnes and Noble and, you know, oh, you know, oh, everyone can get everyone's fit. Everyone can get fit. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows. Everybody knows how to be a healer. What? <laughs> what do you fucking say? Oh, you don't know how to oh detox? Oh, yeah. Everybody knows. Everybody's doing detox shit, right? Everyone's fucking yeah. having kundalini experiences. Everyone has their fucking third eye open, and it's just like yeah. it's like it's just like it's not true. It's not true, right? Definitely and- not
0: true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's, it's not. It depends on context as well. Because if you're hanging around other healers, you're not gonna feel like a healer. You know, you're just like, oh, it's, it's my crew. We're all just healing everything. But if you get put into you know forest in the middle of Wichita, everybody's suffering there's no healers in town you're the only healer like yo you're I gonna pull lonely. out the stops. yeah, you're gonna feel lonely as well that's true. but then you can start a community there like Osho or some shit you know you can be like <laughs> you could start your own mm-hmm. healing thing there because like it's not a big niche there yet. So yeah sometimes we need to give ourselves more credit for sure I think that's a big part of just growth in general mm-hmm. um, sometimes I feel like when we're feeling very low self-esteem that we don't accept compliments or we we don't accept other people the way that they see us
1: mm-hmm. however that's, that's true that is true
0: however, when we start to expand our uh, self self-esteem, you know it starts to change how we see ourselves and we're like, you know, it becomes after a while, you know all love is self-love in a sense where it's like you know when we really start to love ourselves fully and deeply,
1: other people start to love yeah. that too. yeah, yeah. That's, that's very like, true. That's very true. You, you're not like need it anymore. you're not trying to pull it pull that love, no. get that love. you radiate that love, you know? Yeah, exactly.
0: This chick was calling me handsome the other day, and I was like, "You know, is that a, is that a good thing? Like, isn't just handsome meaning like I just wearing a, a uniform or whatever? Does it have to do with my looks, or does it have to do with like how posturing?" I was- oh, overthinking the compliment, bro. And I was just like, "Sim, what are you doing? Just take the compliment, bro. She thinks you're handsome, you know." And then I was just like, "Okay." But then sometimes we do that, bro. We, we go what into part? like.
1: What parts some? What parts handsome. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> I need to know so I can write it down, and I can do it again. I need to write it down in my quantum journal.
1: <laughs> I, bro. <but laughs> yeah. Bro, I'm
0: I'm I'm writing more in that journal though. It's gonna uh, yeah. slowly be filled up to the brim. The whole That's thing. What she said, the whole thing. Someone called it the, the Infinity Stone Journal. And I was like, I thought it was, a, thought it was called the Chakra
1: Journal, but okay, it Infinity looks, Stone. Looks more chakra like. It looks more chakra like, bro.
0: You know your journal, man? Your Infinity oh, Stone fuck. one? And I was like, oh, yeah.
1: okay. This is something that I wanted to talk about. I was, um, I was uh, last Friday when AZD he, he began his talk, right? Yeah. AZD is uh, our mentor. And he said he was talking about like self-worth and I thought that was so good, so important, because like I I was thinking that day, like, oh like I don't have the value or whatever type bullshit. And that's something that I've struggled with my whole life, was like feeling enough, feeling worthy mm-hmm. enough. And I know like logically I can comprehend the idea that, that there's no such thing as being enough, right? Yeah because it's not something tangible, right? The idea of being enough is not tangible. You can't grab onto it, right? There's no such thing as enough. So I know that, right? But, but I don't embody it a lot of times, you know? That feeling of of like, mm. I don't know, like, like a lot of times even still, I'll look at a really beautiful woman and I'll be like, oh, I'm not like, I I I'm, I'm I'm talking about like real fucking like hot. Like I mean talking about most beautiful woman type of shit, right? And I and in my and in my head I I think like she wouldn't want me. I'm not good enough for her. Mm. Right. She would not want me. Like I, I in my head I think oh I need to be a little bit older. I think I need to be more like 26 and I think I I need to have all my my shit more together in life and then maybe she'll probably consider being with somebody like me. Right, I have to, I still have things, like, thoughts like this, you know, and I still have thoughts like, you know, sometimes I feel I don't feel worthy. That's but the whole thing is like, what is like? It's like, what is? Am I asking the right questions? This is what he said? He's like, maybe you're not you're not asking the right question. It's like, am I worthy or not? There's no such thing as being worthy of, right?
0: Yeah, and also we we compare ourselves to other people based on like value where it's an internal thing where we generate our our worth right as well so that's, that's the tough part as well I feel like because what if you could be the outlier of the guy who you know comes around and does get that woman you know what I mean like what if you were the exception to the general rule like Sometimes I, I I gotta I gotta brainwash myself to get myself out of that funk by thinking of like what if not in the negative but what if in the positive.
1: Hmm.
0: Yeah. Like, like, A Z D once told me it's a hundred percent self talk. This game, it's not ninety nine percent. Hmm it's 100% self talk he speak you, you know how azd speaks to himself he's like shut the fuck up pussy my turn like yeah. stop being such a faggot go to the gym or whatever like he 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 talks to himself really like like a drill sergeant because that's the people he has in his mind on one side he has david goggins and on the other side he has like i think maybe Epictetus or some kind of stoic philosopher on the other side or whatever, yeah. right? So, S- if these two if these two guys are judging him, right? Of course he's going to be that to himself. I know in in game I think he has a stoic guy and the joker on both sides. Mm-hmm. So whenever he's like really stressed out in the like let's say in his relationship something messes up or something, you know, really frustrates him, he sometimes steps into the Joker role of like, oh, oh, you don't even know who you're messing with, like, you know, that mentality of, you know, how the Joker always keeps things playful and light, but he's also this, this kind of villainous type of character, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain it, but mm-hmm. having characters in mind is really helpful. Mm-hmm. Like, having two different characters that that you look up to, but then they also look towards you. Mm -hmm. So, his whole idea is if he's beasting out in front of David Goggins, David Goggins would see him and be like, Whoa, this guy's... All right. I accept of him. Or, you know, whatever he would say. Um, That keeps him going. And sometimes I'll be like, you know, who can I have in my mind that, like... You know, I keep in the in the background like a picture. Yeah. Um, who's the flow guy? I guess there's not not really many flow guys who are doing the same thing that I'm doing. So I guess I have to create a mythical character or something.
1: I mean you could think about somebody surfing and that's True. and the and the person surfing would be like yo that guy's in flow. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah something like that.
1: Gnarly man. Yeah. You know, what's his name? Napoleon Hill talks about that in Think and Grow Rich. He actually yeah. said that towards the end of the book when he's like, he talked, I don't know, he was like, yo, this is the the kind of like a freaky part, you know, that might scare people, right? But have an imagination where you have like a council, a council of people that you come and, and you yes. speak you, they, that they speak to you in and, so you know, and he had people like Abraham Lincoln on his council and shit. <laughs> It's like hold on everybody abraham needs to speak <laughs> it's like what would that person say what would that person tell you what would that person advise you you know yeah and for sure like i did that actually through.
0: last week i did that with russell brand bro uh and i was like what would you give me advice as a teacher
1: oh you mean and russell
0: brunson no russell brand the oh, I don't know how is. the british guy you know like he was a uh, he has long hair. Um, his
1: name, is that his name?
0: Yeah, oh, I think, Russell yeah, I think. Brand, who used to date Katy Perry. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So, he was like, in my mind, he was telling me like, You just got just got fucking, fucking do it man.
1: Like, what are you even worried about? What are you fucking worried about? <laughs> you know? Worst, <laughs> so worst like, thing that can happen, worst thing that can happen. Like, you're, like, some shit like that.
0: Yeah, exactly. And he was just, like... He was saying things, like, really intellectually because he uses a lot of complex vocabulary when he speaks. Mm -hmm. But He speaks really fast as well. Sometimes you're just, like... And
1: very poetically true. Yeah, and and the
0: words just go in one ear and out. It's like, what the fuck did he just say, you know? And I saw him speaking on Joe Rogan, and one of the Mm -hmm. things he did was, like, he used to say the word, um, like, as a filler, but it Mm -hmm. was with confidence. And I never heard someone do that. Usually when you say, um, you're unsure of yourself. You're like, um, Mm -hmm. yeah, like that. Right. But he was like, and then he went to the zoo. Um, and then (laughs) it was like a full stop. It was like a jump that he used the um for, Mm -hmm. for the next word. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. I was like, damn, that's very unique. Um, Lucy, my um was, um,
1: right. Mm -hmm. But his um was like, um, Mm -hmm. yeah it's all about and that's the thing it's like it's like the words you use to describe your reality are so important but it's almost probably more important how you say that word right totally it's it's like like let's just say um one time i was with my, was my with my with my sister and i was like i was like yeah i know because i'm a piece of shit. Right. You know, and I never really I don't really talk like that. Right. But but she was, but like it was like funny as hell for her to hear me say like to, to say like that. Right. Yeah. But imagine if I would have been like a oh, fucking piece of shit. It would have been like, oh, my God, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? Right. Right. The same yeah. words said differently.
0: It's got to have the right calibration right it's a,
1: it's a subtlety mm-hmm. of it yeah i like, yeah, we went to funny. went to laser tag right mm-hmm. you, you you know what laser dig is right
0: yeah
1: and so so it was uh i think it was the second year i was about to go back to uni right and um mm-hmm. i wanted to treat my friends and um and uh my brother i invited my little brother to come play with us and he was like they, they, you, you have to they, you tell them like what your, your your name is right like a specific name you could have like that, that they'll say oh uh viper got first place and um you know uh spanky mangy but got a <laughs> got 300 <laughs> points or whatever in the, in the scoreboard yeah and my brother and my brother was like he was like, "Oh, gamer, gamer, like zero, zero, like, like some tag name, some tag name <laughs> that he, that he came up with a long time ago." And I was like, "And I was like, Aaron, say like you're proud of it." And he was like, "And he's like, gamer, da da da, right? You know?" And like, he, <laughs> like he st- he stood up straighter, his head was straighter, yeah, and shit, that. right? <laughs> and, and and he would, it's like, it's like he said the name first, and he was like a bit unsure. And in his head, he was probably thinking, "Oh, they're gonna know that." that I came up with a gamer name, right? And, and it is so weird because, like, the way the way that anxiety works, it's like you're literally saying some stupid fucking shit that you're scared of, right? You're, they're like, oh, they're going <laughs> to they're gonna, they're gonna know that, like... You know, they're going like, to judge I, me, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're going to judge me. They're going mm-hmm. that, the to judge me. And that's the thing. They're going to judge me. That's the fear of judgment. Mm. Biggest biggest fear. Oh, what are they going to say? What, how And, you know... Yeah. It's very, I mean, very
0: evolutionary as well,
1: yeah. Yo, and then you start coming up with fucking comebacks for, like, some shit that people ain't even say yet. You know what I mean? They're yeah, like, yeah. okay, if they tell me this one, i will going be like, well, fuck you because of your fucking, uh, your hard-ass elbows. They're fucking ashy as hell, bitch. You're looking <laughs> like motherfucking Merry Christmas North Pole on your motherfucking elbows, bitch. Him- Himalayan mountain-ass <laughs> motherfucker. Get your Himalayan freaking, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's funny though. Someone would make fun of your elbows. Mm. I don't know why elbows is such a thing. Like I remember, like, <laughs> she got fine elbows. <pineapples>, you know, <laughs> I remember <that> time, bro. <laughs> bro, it's so know. hilarious though. Because it's, it's like so the... uncommon.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's so uncommon. You know, you know, you know. You're never gonna say some yeah. shit like that. You know.
0: But you're right, man. Anxiety is just like energy bouncing out around in your mind, whereas it could be bouncing around in your whole body, the energy. So when you start doing something, that's the prescription to anxiety. It's not Xanax. It's not, you know, whatever. I I guess it can be for very generalized anxiety disorder. But then I don't like that term disorder at all, you know. I just dislike the word. I think it's... Disorder not orderly. It, I think it's yeah, it's not orderly,
1: like mm. oh if, oh am I s I, I'm I'm seeing like why you wouldn't like that because it's like it's like it's order according to who.
0: Yeah. Is yeah, exactly. It's it's disorder, but it could be an order. You see what I'm saying? Like the same Bipolar disorder could be a bipolar order where the person classifies to two different worlds and like makes it work for them. Mm-hmm. It could be hyper ADHD, the last one being disorder, or it could be ADHO is like tension deficit order, which helps them, you know, in their own world or attention dialed into higher dimensions or whatever, if they want to reframe it. But they could be depressed or deep rest. They just need to deeply rest at that time. And then they'll be back to their natural nature, natural mm-hmm. nature, <laughs> yeah. their most natural nature, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of like people who label, they give you a prognosis as well as a diagnosis, but it's what you choose to do with that label. What's a Prognosis. Prognosis is like you're going to die in 12 weeks or they give you like an estimation based on your, your illness.
1: Oh, like what the perceived result outcome is going to be.
0: Yeah. 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 So that's why that can be really dangerous, right? Cause your mind can actually trick you towards making that happen. It's like when someone reads a horoscope and it becomes true, it's your whole, whole brain doing it for you. It's like a, it's like a placebo effect. Right. So There's also something called the nocebo effect, which is, like, if you think negative things, they will happen as well, right? Placebo is positive generally, but nocebo is, like, negative. Like, if someone tells you, oh, you're going to die in two weeks or whatever, and then you end up doing that because it's, like, your brain makes up for it, in a sense. It scares you so much that you – but then – I always think like expect recovery, you know, whatever is wrong with you, always expect recovery because that's the best mindset to have whenever you're going through anything, when you're expecting recovery, it's like,
1: Mm -hmm. you're just giving you hope. Dude, I fucking, Mm -hmm. I fucking saw the research on, um, Mm -hmm. they, they brought in people, right? I think it was like over a month. Right. And every day, every day, the people would, um, like they had like one group, obviously, you know, we know the way studies work, right? But the the whole point of this is that they had one group of people visualize that they were using, they were flexing their arm, their arms like really, really hard just for like five minutes, right? That's all they were doing, they were visualizing that they were using all the strength in their arms, right? And by the end of it, these motherfuckers were stronger. Like, they literally measured their grip strength. They measured their, their – and they were, like – I think it was, like, 18 to 20% was the average uh growth rate in their strength. Damn. They did not lift a fucking finger. All they did was imagine that they were getting – that they were using all this strength. And that's what fucking happened. They, their muscle was, like – was like embodying it. And this is what I'm telling you. And I said this at the beginning, it doesn't have to be real for your body to think it's real. Exactly. Yeah. And the same shit goes for fucking anxiety. Oh, you're gonna go up to that girl and you're like, oh man, she's hot. Oh, but what if her boyfriend's there? What if she already has a boyfriend? Oh, what if she rejects me? Da 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 da. Shut the fuck up. This is made up shit. You don't actually (laughs) know
0: that's so true bro you know one thing like right before I lost my virginity (laughs) this is a funny ass story but like the time before I was gonna lose my virginity this was like my first year in college I think Uh, I was at 18 or whatever um Mm. and Mm. like this girl invited me over and she's like you want to play and I was like what does that mean what do you mean you want to play like, gonna play like rubik's cube or some shit like you wanted to
1: play uh, rubik's cube my
0: g you want to play like like i don't know board games because <laughs> at that time my brain just did not register mm-hmm.
1: that she wanted to
0: play with me okay mm. we went in there right um i remember she was sucking my dick and then oh. i was like i was like okay um I think we stopped after that and like, I went to the restroom or whatever. And No, okay, so I definitely visualized having sex before mm-hmm. the the day that I was actually having sex with her. I visualized mm-hmm. it like a day before mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. exactly the positions. All that stuff. And it happened exact. I'm not even fucking joking, bro. Like, <laughs> I actually imagined I was going to have sex in that very way. Mm-hmm. And the next day, she says, oh, I want to play or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. And I came over it. It happened exactly that way.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I was like, whoa, this stuff is real. You know, like this is trippy. I don't know how this sped up so fast that it happened in the next day. But I remember that week before, I had taken a four leaf clover, no, three leaf clover, and I took an extra fourth leaf from another clover and I pasted it on my door. And it was just there for me to look at. And that next week, everything was lucky for me, like legit everything. Like I lost my virginity, I had good grades in all my classes. Like, I made new friends, like, uh, you know, I had a musical performance, like all the fucking thing that happened was from that fake four-leaf clover, which I ultimately made my mind convince myself that this was a real four-leaf clover, even though it was completely fake. It was made up, right? But my mind didn't know it was fake. So my mind was simply going off of the subconscious symbolism of a clover, which is a symbol of luck.
1: It is It is luck.
0: And so I guess my mind made me lucky or I created luck, which sounds weird to say, but sometimes we make our own luck, you know, honestly, like it's it's really amazing when you can set up the parameters of your mind and then it does what you set out to do. Like this, this woman who went through this kind of, um, she does recovery coaching, right? So I did a lot of it for my porn addiction a while back. And I remember the first day she came in and she's wearing like Like a bra, like not a bra, but like a really sexy outfit, like lingerie. Oh, you've you've mentioned this to me. Yeah, to like control my urges or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. She's trying to trigger you. Trying to trigger me, yeah. And I was like, God damn, like I can't, you know, like I was trying so hard to concentrate, but I just couldn't like that first Mm -hmm. lesson. But then I remember she told me to write down different affirmations one of them is I, I see myself with high-end clients on stage um, giving a speech or something along those lines, but I said it in 2020, 2022, sometime in 2022, uh, I man, like that was the manifestation date. I think it was my New Year's 2022 or something like that, around that time, January. And she got me to write it down. And the moment I wrote it down, I started to notice more opportunities for speaking gigs in like two months from that time. And I was like, this is weird. (laughs) Like someone just asked me, I'll come speak for this event that I'm doing. Okay. (laughs) And it started to stack up more and more. So the manifestation thing is really, really powerful, man. But we don't know when it's going to happen. We can't speed up the quantum reality and like suddenly like have it happen tomorrow. Um, Mm -hmm. We can if we're very, very good at it. And if we're at a very, very high vibration, you could say. Because if you're feeling good and you're manifesting, it's going to happen faster, I've noticed. However, what do you feel like speeds up your manifestations?
1: Um, Let me see. Like, let's just say... I got it. It's... <laughs> It's making the decision, making the that's decision. <laughs> that's, that's honestly, that is honestly it. Making the fucking decision, be fully committed into that decision. Yeah.
0: yeah. That's, that's
1: really, it. that's, that's all it, Cause, cause when you're not, you're like in the fourth dimension. Like before the point of you making the, the, the commitment, you're like in the, the, if and maybe it places, right? Yeah. Like you're
0: one foot in one foot out kind of. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And like, like like so so now that i begin to fully embody like yeah i'm gonna be a photographer right it's like what did i do well i was like well i shared the post and i let people know that i'm available right uh and share a few posts here for different different areas you know show the quality you know and then uh, actually i i got old pictures from my archive from my uh my drive i upload them to my phone and then I'm gonna, stuff that i haven't uploaded to my instagram i'm gonna begin to upload them you know you know, on, on the regular. Right. So that people are seeing, people are always seeing me. Right. Yeah. Um, and then I actually, I, I went to Groupon, which is like a, a website where you can find deals, right. For whatever, you know, sometimes people will do like a kayaking deal, photographer deal, right. A liposuction deal. I'm actually, I'm actually going to do a, a freaking acup- acupuncture. I'm going to purchase an acupuncture session. Right. Nice and 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 i i did my own deal where where it was like family photo shoot or a a wedding um um couples like before you get married uh you know pictures right and and i i made it i put it out there right and then now well you saw me texting probably it was somebody that reached out and was like hey how much you do a photo shoot for a small photo shoot for and and I just like, you know, I told her I give, I do from my heart. You can give whatever you want. Mm. And so it's just like that decision is all I had to do was like fully decide, yup, this is what I'm gonna do. That's this, I'm, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. And it's just crazy. Cause before that, before that moment, I wasn't, I wasn't fully decided yet. Right. Mm. I was like, oh, maybe I'll do this. Maybe I'll do this, maybe I'll do that. Right. Right. So that's that's my manifestation. That's my manifestation tool. Decide that that is what you want, right? Decide that that is what you want to experience in life.
0: Yeah, I think the commitment is a big part of it. It's like that deciding you're right. It's like fully going in a hundred percent zero doubt that you're gonna do that thing. yeah because like, when the doubt trickles in, it's like always ruins a manifestation because other people's ideas are messed up with it or like, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. What well, what have like uh like, you know, for for the purpose of like examples and stuff? What have you felt like you've been wanting to to manifest, right? Even maybe something that you're trying to manifest right now, right? Just kind of think about it and see if it relates to to the the point of decision making. Totally. 100%. I got it i know i know what it is what is it it's a relationship
0: <laughs> <laughs> right yeah it was close i was thinking twin flame but that is a relationship yeah mm-hmm.
1: yeah because I, I do remember that yeah. with, with your we, we did uh on a an astrology reading right and the lady she said that that you're gonna go about your life as if you want a relationship, right? But when w- women come around, you're not gonna be very interested, right? Mm, and it's yeah. not gonna be until later that you're really interested, right? So it's like it's like Tony Robbins says this all the time. He's like, if you wanted a relationship, you'd already be in one. Yeah, right? already
0: be one. Yeah, yeah, for real, for real, man. Yeah, also, I haven't been going out, you know? So if I wanted a relationship, I'd be, like, you know, going out every week, like, making the effort to speak to people more.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: But, yeah, part of me doesn't. Um, Yeah, I have to explore the relationship thing a little bit more because there's a lot of, I think, different things that I, I... I have to explore in order for me to get into another relationship because it would just toxify that relationship, if that makes sense.
1: You have to know what it is that you really want. Right. I've started writing
0: it into my quantum journal, like Mm -hmm. the kind of girl that I want. And I honestly, like after doing that, I started noticing like a lot of girls reaching out to me. Mm. and being like, hey, what's up? Hi. Who are you? Oh, I saw you on Aaron Dowdy's thing. Like, he had a podcast, blah, blah, blah. Like, random people, right? Random chicks. Mm -hmm. I guess kind of similar to my niche of women, but not exactly, Mm. right? So I guess I'm being too picky. You know Mm. what I mean? I'm being too, like, oh, she's in the one, you know? So I push them away, rather than maybe I can make her into the one or I can, not make her, but you know, it's like, I can help her to change.
1: I can have her around for now, you know? Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like, that's how I, for me, like something that I've been telling myself is like, is like, I want to be the guy that can like have a one night stand, right? I want to be the guy that i meet a girl Mm. and like, we fucked that day, right? Or like that I'm fucking regularly, right? And the thing is, like, there's tons of girls that really like me, you know, because I mean, I'm I'm obviously me, right? But and they're attractive, and they're attractive. These are big booty holes, right? Yeah. But I'm like, I don't wanna, I don't wanna fuck them, you know, like I don't wanna fuck them, right? And. And what I what I find I I, I relate to that what you're saying where it's like ah she's not good enough she's not good enough right so uh, so then I I had to ask myself again it was like I was like what is it that I really want then Mm. what is it that it's not it's it's not just sex I want I want I want connection right for real that's what I want I want connection.
0: That It's right. such a paradox, because I want that deep level of intimacy with someone, but that's also what scares me the
1: most. Mm. Does that make really? sense? It's like, really? Oh, because yeah. they have the power to hurt you?
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah only, like I said, only the people who, who love you. One of the people who you love are the people who can actually hurt you, you know?
0: Hurt you. Facts. Yeah,
1: yeah. And that's, yeah. And that's all right, man. That's all right. I guess it's like... But
0: also intimacy is into me I see. <laughs> Get your love
1: guru As out of here, my G. <laughs> oh, man. He, kept that, he said it a bunch of times in that movie. But that movie's funny, dude. That movie's funny as hell. Yeah. I need to rewatch that movie. I didn't watch it for a while. Mm. So, how can somebody get into a state of being okay with being hurt? Got it. Mm. Watch. Okay, watch, watch, watch. This is what my my singing bowl um, healer uh, once told me. She was like, I can see that you have a lot of trust issues. You have difficulty trusting people. Well, Scorpio, you know and, <laughs> and and i was like and she told me oh this is what she told me she was like you know you know if you if you don't trust somebody they could still hurt you if you trust somebody they could still hurt you hurt you right yeah. they look at, they can hurt you no matter what right they can yeah. they can misbreak that the the trust or you know you know do something that's not necessarily for your best, right? Yeah. But how how could you prosper the most? How could you have the the most c- highest quality life? It was like mm. trust.
0: Some people are worth fighting for. That hurt though. I feel like if it gets to that level, when you're really really
1: in it, you know. I guess I guess I I can sort of come up with like you know, a, you know one one girl that's come to my mind. Um, she's been like a trigger for me, you know,
0: mm.
1: you know, and she's done those. She's like a triggering person to me. Right? right. And I fucking hate this bitch. Right. But at the same time, I think about her like with, with, you know, with frequency. She comes to my mm. mind. I think about her fucking big old titties. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, there's there's some some girls that trigger a certain memory or a certain you know uh, moment in time. Cause I noticed that's there's a times I remember a lot where i where I was with women or my interactions with women. Man, I remember I had a crush on this one girl, uh, Olivia. Did she turned out Olivia, to be
1: boy. Oh, no, Olivia, be- if
0: you're watching. Uh, if you're watching, Olivia, this, this episode, I just want to say that you have no idea that you did this to me, but I I was like obsessed with you at that time, like obsessed with you, because I made your name uh, out to be Oxygen, that's what I called you is Oxygen, because your name was OO, that was your initials, O2, right, which is the symbol of Oxygen, anyway, she was in one of my classes, I think, English class or whatever. And I remember one time uh, after uh, a theater rehearsal, we all went out to party. Like, pss, pss, right? There's a lot of, you know, drinking and partying going on. And I remember, like, she came up to me and she whispered something in my ear. And I didn't even hear her. I was like, oh, yeah, cool. I don't even know what she said to me, bro, to be honest. But I remember agreeing. Okay. (laughs) And then she started grinding on me on the dance floor. I remember this very vividly. And I was like a teenager at this time, right? And I remember one of my friends, like Greg, he knew I had a crush on her. Oh,
1: fuck him, bro. Fuck him.
0: And he was like... Bro. Like he started pointing at me. He's like, I can't believe this is happening. I can't believe you're doing this right now. Like from far away, I was like, bro, please like don't spoil this fucking beautiful moment by just, you know, by doing that, bro. Duh, man. Like, like holy shit. She's crying on you. Holy shit. Like from far away. I was just like, God damn it. And I was just trying to, you know, kind of tune him out and enjoy that nice moment mm-hmm. where her booty was on my, you know, my Delangadang. You're cocky, dude. Anyway, that night ended really weird because I think she ended up having a boyfriend that night, which wasn't me or something, like her first boyfriend. And I was, I felt weird after that night. I was like, you know. Like, maybe I should have done something. Maybe I should have told her. Maybe, 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 maybe. What if, what if, what if. That mental dialogue. But then I was like, nah, it wasn't meant to be, you know? Like, that moment had to happen for me to realize something. And oftentimes, we get lessons in that way, where life shows us some things, you know? It shows us, it gives us the opportunity to perceive the world in a certain way or get us to ponder life in a certain way. So maybe she was just reminding me, I'm a sexual guy. I like to grind on girls, you know, and I shouldn't be ashamed of that. And it's it's normal for a girl to sometimes come up and whisper in your ear or whatever, you know? So I broke mm. my facade of like, oh girls are like this mysterious thing, like, you know, they're They're like, I would like put girls on a pedestal, I remember. But after that, I was like, nah. You know, it kind of broke that. So that was a big lesson for me back then. And each memory that I have with a very different girl, very different experience, it's always taught me something. So I think relationships are really, really good for personal growth. Like it's one of those things that breaks you down, breaks your ego down, breaks breaks down everything but bro what are those (laughs) that looks like a sex toy my g (laughs) legit
1: it look like balls and
0: dick (laughs) yeah bro what the fuck is that (laughs) oh my gosh bro (laughs) what the fuck like I was like trying to have a conversation about lessons, and then you have balls on your face, and I'm like, "What the fuck are you doing, bro?"
1: No, no. So basically, these things they they turn inwardly, right? Oh, they're like massage balls. Yeah. So like, like when it rolls, they roll. They go like. They better lock them doors they- and
0: turn them lights down low.
1: <laughs> and uh, and basically you you grab the shaft, right? And you and you and you pull it up, balls. right? yeah you and it basically it pulls your skin up creating a youthful look Mm. yeah my aunt
0: is a poet right and she had this this poem like why do we have fairness cream why don't we have cream that makes our hearts fair why don't we have cream that makes us more intelligent why don't we have cream that you know makes us more kinder to humanity why don't we have a lotion that makes us more empathetic or something like that it was like a poem like that and i was like damn that's facts because it doesn't make money that's why (laughs) you tell her that bro i'm not gonna tell her that (laughs) you tell her (laughs) that's the answer to my
1: to your poem i'll tell her (laughs) Alrighty, homie. I think this is a good place All to right, stop. Yeah. Everybody, thanks for coming. Uh, leave a comment, leave a freaking review on uh, Spotify or oh no, you can't subscribe-
0: do Subscribe, bro, guys. Subscribe to YouTube, please. Uh uh-huh. our YouTube is not real. doing so good. <laughs> not doing well, so just, just subscribe, you know.
1: Streamers, we'd, we'd really taggers, posters yeah. on your on your freaking story right like better man podcast, don't bad motherfucking podcast right you know get the yeah. image around right that's all i gotta say and to the first
0: 40 people that do so we have an amazon gift card for one of those people but we're not yeah. going to say who the winner is yet
1: we're just going to pick the one that we think is like the coolest person yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're biased that way <laughs> uh right. so <laughs> do, some, do some cool shit, everybody. Go get fucked tonight. I'll see you later. Peace. Too you later, homie. Peace. If you
0: would like to contact Sumed for peak performance coaching, go to at Flow Zone Academy on Instagram. That's F-L-O-Z-O-N-E academy. If you would like to connect to your higher self, contact Ivan at odd.resilience. That's O-D-D. Dot resilience. Also, make sure you follow the Betterman podcast on Instagram. See you next time.